You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So here you see they've got this kind of look where they've got a wide receiver behind the tight end, which typically would mean a duo kind of deal. But is a play action. Again, it's the 2-4-5 look. So you've got Nwosu down as the outside linebacker. You've got the interior defensive tackles. And then you've got uh, the other outside linebacker down. You've got Barton, who, as Griffin said, he's kind of in that weak hook role. And yes. you've got Brooks, who's in the strong hook. So first, if we, yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, if, if we, um, if we like to find who, who each, um, what, who each player is in the underneath. So yeah, like Kobe Bryant, top of the screen, he's the, the curl flat slash seam carry defender. And then, uh, Jordan Brooks, strong hook, like, uh, Maddie said, and then Cody Barton, the weak hook. And then on down at the bottom, bottom of the screen, Ryan Neal is the weak curl flat slash seam defender. If, if he gets a seam. Um, so like why this is so difficult is because Cody or Co- Cody Barton has, has to fit an inside gap and inside bubble. Whereas if in bear, his gap is probably pushed out to the C gap. So basically his starting point would be further away. <laughs> if he's on the backside of the run action, he'd be further away to that guy. That's that crossing route that is currently stacked with Jordan Brooks. Um, and the further you are away from it, the less chance you have of horizontally uh, crossing, like uh, um, pushing too far with it. Because his gap is in the A-gap, uh, Cody's, that means he has to react faster and he doesn't get to catch the route. So it's just a very difficult assignment. That's why a common answer for this for teams that are play cover three and they're getting a lot of play action boots is playing like robbers so that a safety can come from depth to leverage it. He can come downhill on it. Cody Barn doesn't have this luxury here. He has to honor his, his run gap. Um, and then he has to roll over if he clears the backfield action and the quarterback still has the ball. Then he has to go find that crossing route. So, like, what Cody does right here is just really hard. Uh, I mean, how many times play action works because the offenses get this look that linebackers caught in la-la land and they get a wide-open crossing route. Um as we can see here, he's just Cody's all over it. Um, it's quick, quick reading and then quick, you know, athleticism, uh, change of direction skills. Um, and it's, it's that, you know, 20 yard shuttle showing up, his 10 yard split showing up, which were both above average in testing. 
um, in the three cone, which was solid too. So, um, you know, and there were like Cody had four, uh, three or four of these snaps that looked just like this. Um, and it's it's the the linebackers um, helping out the um, the corners as well on the inbreakers. Maddie, if you're talking, I can't hear you. I don't know if yeah. the audience... Okay. Cody had a great game. And it was interesting how they they were playing like a kind of their, their three-match style where they'd have the corners run with the crosses. They'd have the... You, you've described it well. They have the sort of interior hook players that we just outlined. They have them all kind of hug the running back and, and play almost like cover one style. But because of the prevalence from Sean McVay of trying to hit these crosser routes, even on straight play action, Seattle made zone it calls, which is how uh, Tariq Woolen actually got his interception as well. Um, now, it's, uh, it's a risky deal. So if we go to... Uh, let's go to Woolen's pick. Hold on one second. It's a risky deal because it's not as... It's not as outlined as it was in the past when Seattle would play zone coverage. Like they had really distinct rules, and I think there's a sense that they're kind of still figuring this deal out. So if you just watch Woolen's interception, he is here on on this receiver, and they're expecting at this point they they the Rams were expecting him to run across the field with this route, but he didn't. He just zoned off. That means that Diggs in the post had to drive on the, the first intermediate route. And Cody, who, again, he's got that same issue of, I've got an interior gap here, but I've then got to get on my bike. If uh, they weren't running leak, which is this kind of, or it's a throwback it's more kind just of a, Yeah, it's yeah. like a throwback wheel option. If they weren't doing that, like, I mean, this throw is kind of there, like, Cody's doing his best to get back to it, and Diggs is doing his best to drive on it in an aggressive fashion. But like, maybe I mean yeah. th th it's it's completable, but the margin for error, I think, I feel like Diggs has pretty decent coverage on it, and Cody's probably taking the best angle available. Yeah, because um, it's really it's their high cross play. Like it's less of a crosser, more of like an over, right? Like a like a deep over a little bit. Um, yeah. So Sherdy in the comments asked why why did McVeigh signal that was his fault? Because McVeigh thought um Woolen was gonna follow this number twelve, uh Van Jefferson across the field, the first crossing route, because that's how Seattle usually does it. But in this game, they adapted midway through the game to uh to that. So if you look at um, for instance, the very play before that leak call. Oh no, maybe not. Hold on. Let me let me sort my shit out. <gasps> Profanity. Um Ah yeah, here we go. So this is why McVeigh would have called that. So he'll have thought Seattle so as I said, Seattle uh, adjusted and they 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 played zone like a zoning it style of the, the cover three. But the reason why uh, McVeigh would have seen it and thought maybe they're going to change out of it is because this play. So if you watch what happens here, they motion away. So this is this is Woolen's guy, right? This is his number one. And ordinarily, Seattle would run across the field with the crossing route. They'd ordinarily have Kobe Bryant match this guy vertical. 
Mm-hmm. It just so happens they were throwing a screen here, the Rams. But like, look how open this route is. This is Cody Barton's guy in the zone it kind of cover three world. But the, you know, again, there's a clear kind of window. So I imagine McVeigh went to the throwback play thinking, well, Seattle doesn't want to leave that route open again. They'll switch back to their matching coverage. Um, so he thought that they'd really clamp up. And basically, to the to the non-degenerate eye, it looks a bit more like cover one. So, uh, uh, yeah, if you uh, if you see that from the end zone, we can see how that's, it's diff- it was difficult for Cody Barton to access that route because where's his gap? Well, if we draw it up after the motion, he has this A gap, but then he's got to get on his bike off the A gap to this guy who's already got a head start to this kind of hash route. So it's a very difficult deal of playing straight downhill. He actually ends up having to flow with these pullers as well. So he's basically right. playing very fast forward right to very fast forward directly back left, which is a very difficult deal. You can see the crosser got well behind him. Uh, that's not Barton's fault. That's just how difficult this kind of coverage is and why Seattle played the bare front at first. So, Sherdy, that's why um, McVeigh signaled it as his fault because he thought they would probably get out the coverage again because they're having issues with the zone it principles so yeah with football there's no perfect solution it's sort of just uh being a bit lucky and also um mixing it up um yeah and putting players in good positions for what you think you're going to get the most of and honestly in, in this game after the adjustments seattle did that so yeah now griff um so is this a good example of the run defense? Yes. It's okay. it's um taking care of the, the B gap bubble to the nose side. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. In this front. Ah, uh, yeah, perfect, perfect, yeah. So one thing that Seattle did to help out in the in the two four five is, as Griffin said, they took care of their B gap bubble. How do they do that? Well. They're allowing their ends to play a bit more aggressive. Um, so here you can see uh, Bruce Irvin was to the field. He was to the B-gap bubble. Um, Monet uh, was uh, playing like as the, the uh, two-eye nose tackle um, in the A-gap. And so that creates this B-gap room. One and thing so, that they did... One thing McVeigh did as well was he put the tight end to the uh, to the nickel um, and played trips because he knows that Seattle will always play the nickel to the passing strength. He right. played the tight end to the side of the nickel to get him more involved. But here, the nickel to try and help him out further because they run at him still with a similar idea of trying to get him involved in the run. Um, to help him out, Griff... So, so the the motion, yeah. So the motion pulls the nickel into the fit, and obviously, like B gap is a huge problem in an even down front because that's 
that's just you you're you have an uncovered guard so if if they if they scoop that nose tackle then whoever is in the second level could be contacted by a 300 plus pound individual and in this case sean mcveigh's uh uh, manipulated the the formation to get make sure that in person being contacted is a, a 200 pound nickel in the Kobe Bryant. So, um, so to alleviate this, they're they're going to spike Bruce Irvin 51, who's in like essentially a five technique or a whatever a, a ghost seven or whatever. Um, he's or a ghost like ghost tight end. They're going to spike him into the B gap, which spills the ball and ensures that no contact will get on Kobe Bryant and then he'll just fit off of Bruce. Essentially, he'll be the new CGAP player. Um, it's like a little gap exchange. And for, I mean, on, on one count, you know, you're getting penetration. Bruce Irvin could get a tackle for loss, right? If not, it's okay because you're, you're getting what we end up getting here. Um, so, and then also you'll see Al Woods, he'll get, um, he'll get hands, I think on the guard here even though he's inside of him and he's getting motion away. Yeah. So he's playing heavy on him. He's almost playing a two gap technique. Um, and this does help keep the linebackers free, which so in, in a tank front um, and you're, you're playing cover three, part of the reason why the linebackers are able to be a little bit more um, kind of not pass first per se, but more pass minded is because, because the defensive tackles are playing heavier, and inviting the combos they know they can kind of hold their width and yeah. a little bit so whereas if they were playing more like a pure one like al woods in a one and cody or and shelby harrison a pure three or, or a wider three that means the linebackers would have to hit that gap even harder to try to release the combos um so it's this takes us back to you know and kg Wright mentioned on 710 talking about like um brooklyn and which is this nickel over front. It's what he would have called it when they were playing. Seattle based out of this exact look in 2014 and 15. Like they played, they they were a base nickel team and they played a heavy over front. They called it a tank front. And they they fit the run out of it and they defended everything in the pass out of it. One, because they had the Hall of Famers on it. But um, the fact that they're functioning in this front and in coverage throughout this game, I think, um, you know, with some hiccups, um, but structurally I'd say they won the day. I mean, that, that's just a good sign. I think it's just indicative of, of their talent. The problem is the talent that they do have. I'm not saying they have overwhelming talent, but that they had enough talent to make this work. Um, so I, I, I just think that that's an encouraging sign, um, how it kind of all worked together holistically. Again, not to an, a, a crazy extent, um, but to the extent that it did. Yeah, yeah, very encouraging sign. And yeah, like Griff said, those heavy playing guys, like a two eye. He's when Seattle aligns as a two eye, they are almost two gapping. And the linebackers, they can like it. It will make it clearer because they get comboed. It will make it clearer whether it's run or pass as well. Because you're gonna get a low hat if uh, the center's going for the uh, <laughs> going for your for guard. Sure. Um, Okay, so that that's the kind of big run adjustments that happens. This wasn't Jordan Brooks's best game. Uh, all of the kind of eye candy, he was overplaying and he just wasn't trusting his teammates to, to make the play. Like, the, as I said, they, they went into these fronts for the extra off-ball adjuster. 
which meant that Brooks didn't need to overplay this stuff. And I'm wondering, Griff, if he got a bit confused between, like, you know, suddenly we're now in this four-down world where there's, an, you know, an extra, well, not an extra bubble, but there's two interior, A-gap, B-gap bubbles, and if he just freaks out a bit. Yeah, I, I wondered if it, I mean, because like you said, the, the misdirection, the eye candy, like all that jet motion and stuff. Um, because it's not just, oh, he's chasing something in the flat. It, it When you have that motion, it changes your gap. Um, and I think he was, often Sean McVay has two guys in motion, like a tight end splitting across and then uh, the Z or slot on, on the jet, right? Um, he, I mean, he was just getting confused with like, what gap do I have essentially on some of these? He just straight up was like, do I have this one or that one? Um, when you're in bear, your bubble goes from a all the way to the C gap. If your gap changes, like it's very like, it's, it's really simple. Whereas in this one, you have an A or B and it's one or the other. And you don't know, is my nickel being pulled into the fit or out of the fit? And if he's in the fit or out of the fit, that means I have the A or the B, right? Whereas it's a lot simpler in bear. Um, and like Sean McVay throws the book at you. So like there are downsides and, and there are pros and cons to every front. And I think the cons of this front was revealed with how Jordan was taking it. Cause he just couldn't handle it um, now. But then the other side of it was, it seemed at times he was just really desperate to make a play. And he just, like you said, wasn't trusting his teammates to fit their assignment. Like when it seemed clear on what he did need to do, he was out leveraging himself or, predicting another type of run concept was going to happen eager to make the play instead of just reading what was in front of him um yeah so this is the most egregious example now the situation was where seattle started playing a bit more middle field open but brooks did this in middle field close too and i think you know but barton's game shows what happens when you do trust like your teammates to make the play in the like he had a really good game um and he clearly understood you know okay, well, this guy's come back, so I now need to, uh, you know, rock back my fit to this gap. Okay, this guy's come along. Now I can go back to my original gap. He was keying the right things, whereas Brooks wasn't trusting his keys. And as I said, this is a middle field open example, but really I think the way Seattle's fitting this up, now I don't know, is just classic kind of two-back style of turn-back, run-through, turn-back, or lever-spill, lever. So... If we pause the play here, this guy has motioned away. He's out of the core. Cody actually made a hand signal to his deep half player on that side. So Cody's had a slot form to his side. I think Seattle's playing. It might have been cover two across the board. It could be that this is cover four uh, um, to Cody's side and cover two away. But how they make that... yeah. I was going to say it felt like cover two, especially because Neil starts bailing like it's cover two. Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like a quarters technique. So how you'd fit that in an over front to this uh, 11 personnel bunch look is that kind of turn back run through uh, turn back style where you're flowing off your dude, your, your heavy playing guys. And they actually spiked Irvin. So this uh, is that a he- tackle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's spilling the first blocker. Yeah. So if if we just if we just draw it up, this is the turnback player. Barton's the turnback. Brooks is the spill or run through, and Kobe Bryant the nickel is the turnback or run through. They've got the nickel to the three technique, which is how they always have it because it keeps him cleaner. 
doesn't give him that dreaded B gap where offenses like to run, where the run can really hit up, where guards can get on you. So if we just w- watch the play out, here comes Irvin to spill the first puller to help out the front because they've got two high safeties. It kind of helps them cheat the math. And then here comes this tricky second motion, this the, the dreaded second motion. 